0: It's Tuesday, and that means it is just between us. We have had to say goodbye very reluctantly to Charlie Sykes, but we will soldier on and hopefully maintain the standard that he set for this podcast. I will be chatting with my good friend and colleague, Will Salatin, today. Next week, it will be A.B. Stoddard. And the following week after that, we have a mystery guest. I know, but you don't yet. In any event, Will, great to see you.
1: You too, Mona. I'm very excited to work with you.
0: Likewise. All right. Well, last night was an epic battle between the forces of the old Republican Party, if you will, and the MAGA Republican Party over Ukraine funding and foreign aid in general. And this is really shaking out to be an epical moment for The party, first of all, I mean, we have to talk about your friend, Lindsey Graham. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, of course, you wrote that brilliant expose on him and his slow corruption. It's just gobsmacking that Republicans said, well, we cannot have aid for Ukraine (laughs) until we have border security. And then when they got border security, they said, no, no the president has all the power he needs. We don't have to give him more power. And now they have flipped again. And Mike Johnson is now saying he will not accept the Senate passage of this bill because it lacks what? Border security. Oh, Will, where are we here?
1: Oh my goodness. Uh, Where to start with this? Okay. So big picture first. What is happening to the Republican Party is that it is transforming from a conservative party in the sort of Ronald Reagan conservatism into an authoritarian party. Yep. Part of what that means is that positions that the Republican Party used to stand for, like a strong foreign policy, are now minority positions. So we did get, surprisingly, Mona, I was actually happy to see at least 22, 22 of the Senate Republicans voted for this. Now, that is still a minority of the Senate. Republican caucus, which in turn is more pro-Ukraine than the Republican membership of Congress in general. The House Republicans are even more the other way. And they're all following the polls within the Republican Party, the Republican base, which in turn is sort of following Donald Trump in the direction of isolationism. So it's, first of all, a good thing that we had a Democratic Senate leader who could engineer this vote and that he was able to get uh, more than 20 Republican senators to back it. Now we're going to go to the House, as you point out. And in the House, it's about 50-50, but I think the isolationists have the upper hand in the Republican caucus in any event. They have the Speaker. They have the Speaker by the you-know-what. And as you know, Mona, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and I don't know if Matt Gates or whoever, but they've all threatened to, you know, vacate Mike Johnson, right. if he goes with this.
0: If he puts aid for Ukraine on the floor. Right. If he even
1: puts it on the floor. Never mind how they vote. Right. It's just to even allow it. So they've got a chokehold. And I don't know, what do you think Johnson is going to do?
0: I think he's going to go with MAGA. And then the question becomes, as a procedural matter, what about a discharge petition? So a discharge petition, as I understand it, requires a majority of the full house to vote to bring something to the floor over the objections of the speaker. And in order for that to happen, you would need four Republican votes. Now, you could think, well, Mike Gallagher has just announced that he's retiring, and there you know, and so on. But every time that we have bet, that there, or we have wondered whether Republicans would do something out of conscience. <laughs> they <laughs> they've let us down. So, and also, let's flesh it out a little bit. I mean, a discharge petition really is thumbing your nose at leadership. So, it's not a small thing for a member of a party to vote with the other party for a discharge petition. But still, under the circumstances, and especially if you're retiring, but as we've seen with these Republicans, even when they're retiring, remember Senator Lamar Alexander, I remember thinking, well, he'll vote for impeachment because he's retiring, you know? But nope, he didn't because they still are afraid of the base. They're still, even if they're out of office, they're afraid of harassing phone calls. They're afraid of not being welcomed at uh, their country club or what, I guess. What do you think?
1: Well, the, the Senate is the greater puzzle to me because the House is up for primaries every two years, right? And they're all terrified right. of their primaries, which is a major source of the sickness in this country right now. It but is. But some of these senators, they're not up for five years. What are they doing? You know, our friend Lindsey Graham.
0: We should get to Lindsey Graham, but let me just cite Langford. So Senator Langford of Oklahoma you know, very conservative senator in good standing with the Republican Party. He, at McConnell's request, does this deal, which, by the way, got Republicans almost everything they ever wanted in terms of border security, gave away nothing that Democrats wanted. And, uh, of course, the minute he he was vilified by Trump for doing this, he got sanctioned by the Oklahoma Republican Party. That's why senators are also cowardly. But anyway, tell us about your buddy, Lindsey.
1: Okay. I'm going to put a little note down to talk about Tom Tillis, who's on your point about leadership and cowardice among the Senate Republicans. But Lindsey Graham. So I wrote this series about Lindsey Graham and you're writing it as history is unfolding. So you're waiting to see what the rest of it is. And we published this last May. And I sort of wondered what the next chapter would be. And now we know what the next chapter is. One of the things that I argued in this big thing about Lindsey Graham was that he sold out to Donald Trump on all of Trump's authoritarianism, whatever Trump wanted to do in terms of seizing powers that were not allocated to him by the Constitution, firing people who were investigating him. Lindsey Graham went with him. January 6th, no problem. He stood with Trump the whole time. But Lindsey Graham did all of this because he wanted to influence Donald Trump's foreign policy. Lindsey Graham was a hawk. Donald Trump was an isolationist. And it was true, Mona, it is true that throughout Donald Trump's presidency, the things that Lindsey Graham fought with Trump about were foreign policy. It was to keep troops in Syria. It was to keep presence in Afghanistan. It was always that. And he could always say, okay, I sold out on everything else, but I did it for America's role in the world. And so one of the questions that I had in mind when we published it was, can that line hold? can Lindsey Graham hold to that? Mm-hmm. And the answer is no. The answer is Lindsey Graham has announced that he's going with Donald Trump's position, that we won't do any aid to Ukraine. We'll only do loans. And we'll only do that after we, quote, secure our own border, which, as you've just elegantly explained to everyone, the Republicans themselves undermined. They, they prevented the border bill and having prevented the border bill. Sorry, Mona, can I pause to read Mike Johnson's statement here about this is really a remarkable thing. So the Republicans were offered a border bill, not everything they wanted, but no amnesty, nothing for the liberals, right? They were offered a border bill. They killed it. They killed it because Trump wanted to kill it. And they had said all along, we're not going to protect Somebody else's borders, namely Ukraine's borders, until we protect our own. Okay, the Democrats said we'll protect our own. Republicans said, nope, nope, we don't want that. Then, having said that, Mike Johnson says in a statement uh, last night, he says, in the absence of having received any single border policy change from the Senate, the House will have to continue to work its own will on these important matters.
0: Unbelievable believable. The hypocrisy boggles the mind. The lying. It's just, that's just lying. It's just lying. It's not even hypocrisy, right? I mean, it's gaslighting. If you enjoyed this preview of Just Between Us, you can hear the full episode by becoming a Bulwark Plus member today.